Drunk Dish contains adult language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Anywho, hello and welcome to Drunk Dish, where three delicious dishes explore food history and get pickled in the process. This is episode 49. What? And I'm super excited because we um, get to flex a little bit of a true crime bone. Yeah. Here? Muscle. Muscle. Muscle, I think. <laughs> yeah. Because um, we're going to be talking about Japan's oldest unsolved case. I, I find that hard to believe, but we'll, we'll talk about that anyways. Uh, the Glico Morinaga case, a.k.a. the monster with 21 chases. Oh, I just, sorry, I, is, I haven't looked at the notes and I just was opening up the drive in case there were pictures I had to look at. And I was like, oh, fucking Christ. This is I'll tell be you real. right now that overall it's not it's not that bad. Okay. <laughs> Like, if you've listened to an episode of Wine and Crime and you've heard one of Kenyon's stories, this is nothing. Not bad. Like, okay. we're not talking about children being murdered or that's kind of a spoiler, but no children are murdered. <laughs> yeah. That's a spoiler. Yay. <laughs> and it is related. Right. Yeah. Just I don't want you guys to be like, oh, God, it's going to get really. It's not. It's, anyways, I'm Melissa. <laughs> Watashiwa Kate Ness. <gasps> wow. Oh my gosh, Kate, was that Japanese? Yes, it was. <laughs> Good job. Wow. Uh, now, Amy, you have to say I'm Amy, but in a different language. Yeah, I see. The problem is, is that the two languages I took was Latin and Arabic, and my brain <laughs> scrambles them together sometimes. Because I, so I don't know if I know how to say my name is Amy, but I don't know what language it would be in. <laughs> Other Just than say English. it then. Mia Ismi Amy. Oh, that's pretty. Mia is me. That yeah. is pretty. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember if that's Latin or Arabic. <laughs> <laughs> I would guess Latin. This, I, I have no. I so. I, my instinct was to say Latin, yeah, but then I wanna, but then I was like, I don't know. I want to say day and then New Hampshire, like of New Hampshire afterwards. So I'm thinking it's also Latin because that's my instinct. But I don't know. It's been I'm... a long time since I've taken a language. When are we going to take German together, Amy? Oh, it's got to be soon. Or I'm going to just we keep can, sending we... you German TikToks that, that demonstrate the beauty of the language. <laughs> I, yeah, I like Amy sent me a TikTok. We're so off topic already. Amy sent me a TikTok the other day that was like, a, a German TikToker that had gotten a comment that was like, Germans can't whisper. She's like, what do you mean Germans can't whisper? I can whisper. And then she just starts screaming and she's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was. It was I also good. followed that like Scottish oh, TikTok. Yes. Yeah, I'm funny obsessed too. with Scottish TikTok right now because it's just the language is so guttural and beautiful and full of so many swears. And I love every moment of it. It's really good. It's just glorious. It's really, really good. Uh, anyways, find Drunk Dish on TikTok. Now that we've introduced ourselves every episode, Kate likes to ask us one food related question. And she did not give us a heads up this this episode, really. Yeah. So, Kate, what's our question? Um, okay, so it's 
It's a choose your own adventure question. Ooh. Okay. Well, because ramen is kind of a choose your own adventure situation, mm. right? Mm-hmm. 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 So... The first question that I have for you is, and I know, Melissa, your answer probably, um, because I know that you guys do ramen pretty regularly, like real, like actual Mm -hmm. real ramen. I wouldn't say real ramen, but. Well, not just like. Right. Not the dehydrated instant packet. Sure, sure, sure. Wait, that doesn't count. I would say that it does count, but it doesn't count as like, well, but when she says real ramen, yeah. people are going to think we're like making chasu pork and stuff. Mm. And we only did that one time. <laughs> right. Right. And so, we'll never do it again. That you was are, not yeah, thing. you weren't a huge fan. Um, no. So first question is like, have you ever had like real ramen um, where such as such as it is? And second, um, and more importantly, is it okay to mix like the meat and the broth? So like, I mean, my husband, who is a heathen, will make beef ramen and then put chicken in it. Yeah. And I, it makes me insane. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, that's not okay. I'm going to answer that one right now. That one's Why? not okay. I mean, like I wouldn't do it, but... Well, when we like if you have chicken, why wouldn't you just use chicken? Right. Oh, no, I agree. But like, I don't know. Some people are like, really? Why would you put eight different meats on a pizza? I don't know. Today I saw uh, chocolate covered pickles on Instagram. I don't understand that. that. I don't look. I have a line. I meant to send you guys a video. Wait, you're into pickles on peanut butter. So I don't. Let's talk about your line. But I don't I don't like chocolate. So I feel like I that. I feel like I wouldn't like chocolate and pickles. Yeah. I, just I don't like how... chocolate with like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, Emmy, Emmy made mm-hmm. just put out a new video that is a, a hot. It's like a corn dog, but there's no corn. So it's a hot dog mm-hmm. in in a dill pickle. And then that is battered and then rolled in panko and then fried and then that is dipped in peanut butter white people (laughs) i mean well you can't emmy made it she's not white but she didn't invent it it's from a it's from like a state fair that was gonna say it sounds like state fair food that's like yeah here's the thing that blows my mind and i love fair food (laughs) Is that like it's disgusting? We, it's disgusting, and we it's like the we, worst for you. It is. It will kill you. Like you can feel your arteries <laughs> clogging. It will kill you dead. <laughs> and it's bad. And it's not like it's just like a like pow of like lard and like grease and cheese oh, yeah. and sure, calories sure, sure. and sweets. Like and like we as a as a as a white culture will eat that, but we won't sometimes try. Like other delicious foods. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got their <sighs> their lines. You know what I mean? Like, and like that's the weird thing with that is I was thinking. Well, I know I like pickle and peanut butter, but adding that hot dog in there, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't think I'd be like, why, why? <laughs> oh, why not, it took Melissa? A push, it took a push for me to try the peanut butter pickle mayo sandwich. So right. it took right. like someone else eating it. And being like, this is actually amazing. And I'm shocked. And I was like, oh, I'll try it. And it was low effort. I think that's the key. Yeah. Too. The the fried pickle hot dog. You had to like core the pickle. Yep. 
and like there's skewers and frying involved and that's just like too much work anyways um <laughs> where were we amy says it's not okay to put multiple meats in ramen well like, so, I, like I mean i wouldn't mind multiple meat like it's weird to mix the broth it's weird to me to like grab like a beef ramen instant packet or use beef broth in like a soup recipe and then like add chicken is is that what you mean yeah he makes like a oh i thought you meant like literally like had beef in it like pieces no i would be beef and then also added chicken no i would be less weirded out about that like i think if it was i'm having a bowl of beef ramen and then i'm also having some chicken with it i think i'd be less weirded out if there but like no this is i'm having beef ramen and i'm instead of putting like with beef broth and instead of putting beef in it i'm putting chicken in it oh yeah that's even less weird to me i don't know why that's a problem (laughs) it's just i don't know it's weird i mean i'm not a big fan of i'm not i'm very selective about meats i'm not a big fan of beef like to begin with i mean same like so like i'm just then you wouldn't have beef broth right Right. like you're contaminated like why ruin perfectly good chicken chicken right but so then that's not like (laughs) that's not a reason like because <laughs> to him, obviously, it's not ruining the chicken because he likes beef. Right. Like, mm, right. It, yeah. it's, I mean, beef broth yeah. is just is, rum and beef broth is just salty. Well, yeah. Yes, that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think like, so my husband makes ramen often. Um, but and I want to say we always use chicken stock and then we we sous vide chicken and put like chicken slices on top. But I think when we made the the pork, it was still chicken broth mm-hmm. that we used. If you're making traditional ramen, you're spending fucking hours and hours and hours making a broth, yeah. right? And that out broth of whatever has meat sixteen go- different so things in it, like it's got that. all of the bones from everything. So that yeah. that I would be fine. Like that again. That's like okay, and then it's also going to have like shaved bits of four different meats in it, and that's one thing. Yeah. But like. Right. I guess my real problem yeah, I with think all that's this weird. is beef. That you think that, <laughs> right? I mean, the reason beef. you don't like it is because it's beef. <laughs> but that's not the thing that Kate thinks is weird. Yeah. yeah. It's the cross-contamination. It's a beef, it's beef mm-hmm. broth, but then he's putting chicken in it. Yeah. yeah. Cross-contaminated. Not it's like good. the whole farmyard in your bowl. Like... You got a why cow. Can't, and you why got a can't you? And when you eat traditional ramen, you have it with an egg. Oh no! But that makes sense. That to comes me. from a chicken. That makes you can't sense. Mix that. that <laughs> as long as you not mix it with beef broth, <laughs> that makes sense to me. <laughs> it's the mama and the but baby. I think traditional ramen is pork broth, and then it's served with an egg. But pork is it still makes more sense than beef. I hate How? beef. I hate. Besides beef. the fact that pigs are like smarter than toddlers, like human toddlers. Besides the fact delicious. that it's the worst animal to eat. They're delicious. Um, toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> to this episode. Uh, like, besides that. Pigs are delicious toddlers. We're going to get off. <laughs> oh, my God. They're smarter than your dogs. I mean, that pigs are definitely smarter than Sparkle. <laughs> Come on now. No, no, genuinely, pigs are smarter than dogs. Mm. 
I can't. That isn't something. It's not an opinion, Amy. It's just a fact. And Sparkle's not the smartest of dogs. No, I know. That's why I felt really confident saying it. (laughs) She just looks dumb. All right. It's been a while. She just looks stupid. Oh, God. No, I love her. She's today. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry, Sparkle. She's been sleeping. She hasn't been able to eat food today. So I think she'll be fine. She's I think she ate she got a stomach bug or she ate something bad. But so don't disparage my dog Melissa yeah. when she's ill. <laughs> Your dog's intelligence. All dogs are fucking stupid. All people are stupid. I mean, all animals are stupid. Dogs except for a, dolphins. A different kind rapists. of intelligence. It's a different kind of intelligence. Oh yeah, no, I mean, there's yeah, like cats have the yeah. kind of intelligence where they could easily take over the world, and dogs have the kind of emotional intelligence needed to right. survive. Dogs have emotional intelligence, yeah. as do pigs. Yes, uh, cats. Uh, don't give a fuck about you. Right. <laughs> right. No. <Nope. laughs> Except for the Truth. warmth you provide yeah. and Here's the, thing. the food. If you died today, your cat would eat you, your pig would eat you, your dog wouldn't. I think um, your dog still would. No. That's not true. No. There's plenty of stories of dogs eating their owners when they die. If the, you mistreat the dog? No. No, no. I'm saying after they die. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, delicious. And then they eat them. There's plenty of stories of dogs protecting the deceased bodies of Yeah, but there's their also owners. plenty of stories of there's, dogs eating humans. There's any time a human has ever dropped dead in front of a pig, the pig has eaten it. Any time a human oh, has ever dropped dead in front of a cat, the, the, the pig cat is has smart. Eaten it. The pig is smart. <laughs> All right, uh, and he's like free buffet. Okay, they've been giving so, me this shit. Oh getting back on track. <laughs> Sorry, Kate. where are we? <laughs> I don't think the beef broth and the chicken thing is weird. Fine. I think. At, but and, I'm and with you, Amy thinks it's weird, but that's only because she thinks it's weird. He's eating beef broth, not because of the not mixture the of the meat. Beef, beef. beef is not good. Fine, fine. So it's, Melissa, it's you, one of my least favorite meats, but it's so not great. You guys make ramen pretty often, like yes. fresh noodles and all the other fun accoutrements. Yeah, I mean, we take all the like shortcuts. So like we use chicken broth. We don't make our own broth. Um, But yeah, we do usually fresh noodles, sometimes like dried ramen noodles. But then he makes um, soy sauce eggs and sous vide chicken. And then we put like, you know, scallions and chili oil or all all that kind of stuff. Nice. Yeah, but it's far from traditional. Yeah. Like it's far from a real a real bowl of ramen, which has a, a depth of flavor that I don't think we could get without spending hours on the broth making it. Yeah. Yeah. And all it, the other stuff, like the oils and stuff that go in it. Right, right, right. Like the fresh, the fresh herbs and bean sprouts and all the delicious stuff. Your, yeah. your broth still sound or your uh, ramen still sounds way fancier than my uh, top ramen. <laughs> Well, and I mean, like, so I, cup of soup I mean, kind or like, like the microwavable cup of soup deal or, or the not microwavable. My daughter, so I, we've been getting a lot of convenience foods because my daughter's at an age where she wants to be independent and she wants to cook for herself, but she's not quite there where she can use like the stovetop or the oven right, confidently. Yeah. So we've been getting the microwave, um, ramen cups and the ramen cups that you can just add like hot water to and they have the veggies and stuff in them and stuff Mm -hmm. and she we have an electric tea kettle she loves that she like i wasn't feeling well the other day and she like asked if she could make me dinner and she made me dinner it's the sweetest Mm. thing so like she like we get that kind of stuff 
for her. And then like, I, I mean, it's still a convenience food, but I get the kind of ramen for me and, and for me to cook. That's like the kind that you it's still the dried stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah. This- yeah. And we still eat that stuff. It's just normally like one of us is having lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I'll grab a pack of Indomie ramen. Right. Which is still it comes with like you know, fried onions and like the powder mix. And then it also comes with like uh, two different types of like sauces or oils Ooh. or something in little yeah. packets. And then it also comes with chili sauce, but I don't use that chili sauce. I just put sriracha in. But we have that too. And he gets, um, what's the brand? It's got like a little chicken on it. They're really cute. I can't remember what it's called, but there are a whole bunch of different flavors of that that he gets. Although he hasn't been eating those very much because we've been trying to be good kids eat healthy <clears throat> yeah 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 so we still eat those too yeah um it's all good it is yeah. really good it's like all of it is good as far as like convenience foods and prepackaged, like i mean that stuff is tasty it's like mm. and it's really easy to zhuzh it up too like yeah. you can take a pack of instant ramen and just add green onions to it and an egg yeah i remember and it's immediately fancier when i was in college that because that was a staple of like every college student of course um yeah. that we i had um an acquaintance i shall say um in college that would make the microwave ramen and then would microwave a hot dog and cut it up <laughs> and add it to ramen he also once got in trouble for trying to smuggle out food from a buffet <laughs> um he was a very i mean it's all you can eat Yes. And he I mean, we're broke college kids. I yeah. don't I don't blame him one bit. What do you nope. expect? You're going to be saddled with debt for the rest of your life. Steal some of that buffet food. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's going to get thrown away anyway. Yeah. If yeah, uh, if restaurants true. don't like it, then they should advocate for uh, universal college. So fair. <laughs> it's cute. I feel like that's a good leap to make. Like, that seems seems that's like how capitalism one. works. <laughs> Oh, what was the other part? Have we ever had like real ramen? Yeah, like at a at a noodle place, like a you know a noodle bowl place or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a place uh, nearby here, the Golden Bowl, that I used to go to with one of my friends, and they have all sorts of different. <clears throat> I just realized that I think nudes is closed. <gasps> Not permanently. I don't remember seeing. I don't know. Like I don't remember seeing them the last time I was down there okay mm. that is not something we need to discuss <laughs> on air but i just got very distressed but the golden bowl is still around and i had i've been there and i've gotten like different types of noodle bowls and stuff and it's nice. good but the stuff that my husband makes is to me real good just as good yeah <laughs> yep always well, it always looks good in your instagram pictures yeah we all made a real party nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I've, I've only had like real ramen once when i was living in minneapolis there was a noodle place out there it was delicious but i'm like really intimidated to try and zhuzh up like ramen at home or and i don't really know of any places that i don't have to drive an hour mm-hmm. to get to get like mm-hmm. real ramen where yeah I am right now so yay rural life <laughs> <laughs> well, when when things are back to the before times or when the after times yeah, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> when when life 2.0 starts, mm-hmm. um we'll have to do that. That'll be fun. Yes. That would be that would be a fun thing. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. So, have you you I'm assuming you've had real ramen? I've had it one. I've had one 
really amazing ramen experience. It was on a work trip and it was in Dallas. Mm. And I hate um, everything about Dallas. Sorry if there's anybody out there that's from mm. Dallas. Um, but the, the food They have nice choices. lesbian clubs. Oh, yeah? Right. yeah? Specifically in Dallas? I bet yes. they've got good um, <laughs> I, drag I, clubs. I was there for um, Pride several years ago, perchance, because oh. I was in Dallas on a work trip, and I went out clubbing, which I have never done before or since. <laughs> <laughs> and also only done that like twice in my life. Yeah, nice. at every gay club I went into, uh, a gay guy would come up. I had my hair buzz at this point. A gay guy would come up to me and rub my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. compliment me on my girlfriends. They were just friends. Friends. That's fine. Um, and every lesbian club I would go into, like it was just amazing and wonderful and reaffirming. And we could all dance and the the uh, bartenders are really hot. Nice. That's yeah. a plus. That's yes. always a plus. Yes, definitely. Yes. Definitely. Um, I mean, I will say that the just like the the array of really good restaurants down there when I was mm. down there was really, really fun and um, exciting, except for when I wanted something that was green. That was yes. a difficulty. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. Um, the like, trait that asks you if if alligator is an animal. Well, when you <laughs> tell them that you don't eat animals. We have alligator. Do you yeah. consider alligator an animal? Right. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I, I do. do have actually, a at one yeah. point, that's how Does I define animal. Does it have a animal. central nervous system? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. The one. The one time I was just like, "Is there? Is there a salad?" Um, I assume unless you're in Austin, but also last time I was in Texas was eight million years ago. So it right, it's well probably be different much, now. It's probably much, much, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, different. But like, yeah, this was this was my own mistake though. I was just like, "Yeah, is there like a salad?" And uh, they were like, "Well, we have butter poached." corn on the cob <laughs> and I was just like well that sounds delicious so no salad <laughs> okay it's um, the only vegetable we have this is, is what corn. you get this yep. is it this is it uh does mac and cheese count as a vegetable because that's an option too um to Amy it does yep hey I mean I that no yeah it's I, most of my main I, food groups it's mac and cheese not, cheese pizza <laughs> Cheese sticks, grilled cheese sandwich. It's all the different kinds of cheese. It's all fair. Cheese (laughs) curds. So anyway, (laughs) so I guess that's a yes. And Melissa, what are we drinking? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So since tonight's kind of a different sort of episode. Hold on. Let me move you guys over here. There we go. Um, A different sort of episode. I decided to do a much shorter um drink bit so our drink tonight doesn't have any history because i made it up made um, it up <laughs> made do, do, it do, up do, do. i so i invented this i probably like two years ago when we were first starting the show and i wanted to have a drunk dish cocktail and i spent all this time like coming up with it and stuff even though i'm sure it's very similar to a lot of other uh cocktails out there because it's almost impossible to invent something completely new. But anyways, um, I say that as not a bartender or a professional mixologist. So that's actually probably not true. Um, So I made this drunk dish cocktail way back in the day and then just never released it or did anything with it. Um, And it's pink. So So it is um, one ounce of gin and one ounce of vodka. Mm -hmm. 
When I made this, I specifically used gin and vodka from Tamworth Distilleries in Tamworth, New Hampshire. Nice. They're very botanical and very herbaceous. So if you're going to make this, just try and get a gin and a vodka that that have a bit more flavor and are a bit more, like I said, botanical and herbaceous. If you can't find a vodka like that, that's totally fine. You should easily be able to find a gin. Um that is like that. Um, but if you can't even, I think like Hendrix would work. Um, or Hendrix has a version of their gym. I think it's called gin called uh, Orbium or Orvium, something to that effect. But that's much more. It's got um, quinine in it and a bunch of other botanicals. So try that. Anyways, so one ounce of gin, one ounce of vodka, three quarter ounce of elderflower liqueur, juice of half a lemon, um, three dashes of Peychaud's bitters, and then this is um, essentially like a sour. Um, so you're going to get a foam on it. So I specifically use three tablespoons of aquafaba, which is the cooked juice from chickpeas. And that's a vegan way to get foam on your cocktail without using egg white. You could also do this with just one egg white. If you didn't want to use aquafaba, in my experience, aquafaba doesn't give you quite as rich of a foam and it doesn't make the drink quite as creamy as if you use um egg white but anyways so this is you do a dry shake first which means you put all of the ingredients into the cocktail shaker with no ice give it a really good shake like 15 or 20 seconds because you really super want to aerate it then you're going to add ice and then you're going to shake it again until it's chilled. So until the shaker gets frosty, um, like 12 to 15 seconds, and then strain into a coupe and you're done. And you get this really, really gorgeous, frothy pink drink. Nice. I remember the pictures and it's good. You, you posted and it looked delicious. Did you ever make yeah, us I one make... when we were meeting in person? I don't no? think I did. Okay. So that's we're going to add that have. to the list. That was two years ago. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> what was two years ago? What happened? I don't know. It was before the, the panini. Before the panini. The before the panini. But the Panda Express. Before the, yeah. Before the Panda Express. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> so that's it. No history, really. I made it to celebrate Fun. the creation of Drunk Dish. Yay. Um, mm-hmm. And if you try it, please let me know. Um, because I'd really love to know like what people think of it, especially if you actually know anything about like Mixology. making cocktails. Yeah. Tell me how the balance is like, please be completely honest, because I don't have anybody to really tell me except for me. Yeah, I don't know what the no, fuck we're pretty much just about like, booze. this is yummy. Yeah, we're useless. Yeah, like even if yeah, <laughs> even if Kate and Amy were here, they would probably have the same opinion on it as me, which is it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tasty but in terms of like balance and stuff. Um and it's not that sweet, obviously, so I made it. So the only sweetness is in it is from the elderflower liqueur, um, which is pretty sweet. A little sweet. So that's it. Little fun, sweet, fun, little fun. sour, little foamy. Just like us. So now, <laughs> <laughs> which one's sweet, which one's sour, and which one's foamy? I'm definitely mm. the foamy one. I was going to say. I think I'm the sour. <laughs> Kate's the sweet. Yeah. Am I the yeah. sweet? That seems oh, right. 100 per- Kate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 You are. Come on. All right. <laughs> um, so now it's a little weird. I don't know what's happening. We're about to I'm taking over this Wait. segment this you, episode. You are. 
Dun, dun, dun. I'm so excited so, to sit back and drink and listen and critique and well, Amy, what are you drinking? Uh, what am I drinking? White Claw. Always White oh, Claw. Okay. All right. Get it. It looked White like claw. water. And I was it just like, are you just like drinking water? water? I thought maybe you were just drinking water. Like it no. was like a long week. It's it's an illusion. It is a long week, and that's why I'm drinking white claw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Amy is dealing with finals because she is an educator. Ooh. Uh, so we wanted to take a little bit off of her plate for this episode. Good so. news to students, though. No fucking homework next semester. I'm done. I'm done assigning homework. No homework ever. Smart. Is that ever. true? Can you do if that? You were, yes. Like, if I was a teacher, I would probably never assign homework. Yeah, I've just, I'm just. I'm not. No more to homework. Do that. No more homework. I don't know why I, it took me this long. I mean, there are okay. So sidebar: there are some schools now that they're kind of doing that this new thing, right? Where they don't assign homework. All of the work they need to do is done in school. Yep. Um, so that when they go home, they can focus on other things and take a break and all of that stuff. So all of the educating happens when they're at school. Right. Yeah. Which the, is interesting. Yeah. The idea of homework originally was to like reinforce mm-hmm. stuff. But like at the same time, like we're all like it's not like education does not look like it looked like even 10 right. years ago, even two years well, ago. Also, like you just barrel through it to get it done and then you yeah. forget it. Right. Yeah. Like how much do you really... It's like cramming for a test. And then mm-hmm. I'm up till two fucking in the morning grading, grading shit. Yeah. So that's too so, much. We didn't want Amy to have to do a bunch of research and all of that stuff. So she's just here to sit back and relax. And like I said at the beginning, that means we got a true crime case, baby. <clears throat> I was like, oh, OK, so I'm doing this. What am I going to do? I went into the list and I was like, oh, shit. We're doing the monster with 21 faces, bitch. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. It sounds so really dirty, actually. Let's get <laughs> into it. It sounds dirty. The monster yeah, like, with 21 faces. Like really dirty. It's not the monster with 21 dicks, Kate. <laughs> yeah. Like what? No, the dick is the face. Oh, you know. Right? We were up all night. He did the monster with 21 faces. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. what, is that? what could that possibly even mean? I don't know. Mm. Did the monster? No, it's a it's an orgy with yes. yeah. uh, twenty men and one woman. One woman, <laughs> one woman. Let's ten. Can men. we just make it twenty one women? Men. They have one face and one wiener. Ten dudes, one lady. Wait, twenty one faces. Ten dudes to share one face and one wiener. No, do the math. <laughs> I'm no, an she's English saying the teacher. dick is a face. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not a math Sorry. teacher, Kate. I don't know. <laughs> Ten dudes, one lady. Cool. All right. Ten Anyways, <laughs> so this is, there's a lot to get through here. <laughs> um, this is kind of a wild ride. So this is a Japanese cold case called the Glico Morinaga case. Um, the events of this case took place for basically an entire year from 1984 to 1985 and involved multiple large Japanese food companies. Um, so what we're going to start is we're going to start with the Glico in the Glico Morinaga case. So Glico is a candy company. Um, it was founded in Osaka, Japan over 100 years ago. The most well-known product of theirs in the U.S. is Pocky. Ooh, love Pocky. Mm-hmm. You guys, I love Pocky. So listeners, if you don't know what Pocky is, it's a candy coated well, Candy isn't really the right word, but I guess it also is. It's not a hard coating, mm-hmm. but a candy coated biscuit stick that comes in like various flavors like chocolate, cookies and cream and strawberry. And mm-hmm. they are delicious. It's like a, you know, like a regular 
plain biscuit and then it's like dipped in chocolate. I'm doing all sorts of hand motions. Yeah, it's like a skinny straw-shaped biscotti. Like it's like really skinny yeah. and long. Like it's a, really crisp. And really crisp. Like a and, then, and it's fun to like just a like stick. push it into your mouth like a cartoon bunny eating a carrot. Yep. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> no, exactly what <laughs> Anyways, you mean. Anyways, they're delicious. Um, so at the time of this case, Glico's CEO was a, a man by the name of Izaki Katu, Katsuhisha. Hisa? I'm going to fuck up so many You're words in this wonderful. or so many names. Katsuhisa, I think is how it's pronounced. So on the night, so I might just call him Izaki because it's so much easier. On the night of March 18th, 1984, I wasn't born yet. Oh, either was Amy. <laughs> Kate just gave us the thing for <laughs> Around 9 p.m., two armed intruders broke into the home that uh, Izaki shared with his wife and three children. He had just gotten home and he was taking a bath at the time. A bath? The men, f- a bath. A grown he man was, in the bath? Yep, he slipped into a nice warm bath. Okay. He's a hardworking CEO. He needed to relax. I mean, I appreciate that. I just, I feel like more men, we should normalize men taking baths. Yeah, normalize me, them taking baths. Me pausing at this moment is not accomplishing that goal of normalizing men Sidebar, taking baths. Sidebar, when you take a bath, do you then rinse off after in the mm-hmm. shower? No. Same. I do too. I don't. Just quickly. Because you're yeah. sitting in your dirty water. You don't take mm-hmm. a bath when you're dirty. That's what you're doing wrong. You take a bath when you're clean. <laughs> what? So you rinse off before you take a bath. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's like taking that little shower before you go in the pool. Yes. No, I I would need to rinse off because you, you want like, to rinse off all the soap residue yeah. and stuff. Like you're, you're like, like the, taking a bubble bath you've got or like, whatever. Yeah. That's what you're in there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we want to know after you take a bath, do you rinse off or before? The, that's what I am making no judgment about. sponge to like to rinse. I, no judgment about doing it or not doing it. I don't have a fancy sponge. So anyways. I'm, I don't either. I um, also don't really have a good bathtub. So it's been a long time since I, I took a good bath. It's been a while since I've taken a bath yeah. too. So <laughs> the men first found his wife and one of his children and tied them up. Izaki heard the commotion and pulled his other two children into the bathroom in hopes of remaining unnoticed. This did not work. The men broke into the bathroom and kidnapped Izaki. He cried out for help, but his family was already bound. And the culprits had even broken into his mother's house who lived next door and tied her up as well my god um, see this is so they broke those... into her house tied her up cut all the phone lines broke into his house tied up his family and then kidnapped him now no one was harmed during this incident and the men even made sure that Izaki was warm enough by grabbing his coat and ski hat on their way out weird <laughs> um so the next morning a ransom request was made Asking for um, what was four point three million dollars in nineteen eighty four U.S. currency, um, which would equal eleven million dollars today, and also two hundred and twenty pounds of gold, and and also two hundred and twenty pounds of pocky. Yes. Can you pay us <laughs> in just pocky? This yeah. is our yeah. only ransom request. <laughs> Fair. I wish I got paid in pocky. <laughs> um, so this was like an insane amount to yeah. ask by like anyone's standards but ultimately this ransom would not have to be paid so three days into his captivity izaki somehow managed to escape he was completely unarmed and was able to tell the police where he had been held he was in a warehouse in the near um abaraki city close to the glico headquarters so the weird thing about this is that the perpetrators were not didn't seem particularly good or they didn't really seem to care because Izaki was able to escape because he was left completely unmonitored. 
Um, <laughs> like he was just like walked out of the warehouse, basically. Do, 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 I was do, like, do, later. Do, do. Um, so at this time he returned. He's unharmed. The ransom wasn't paid. Um, everybody kind of thought, OK, that was weird, but it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about to get fucking nuts. So <laughs> about a month after the kidnapping, odd events began to happen in and around the Glico headquarters. So on April 10th, vehicles outside of the HQ were set on fire. Then um, obvious arson. Then less than a week later, a container filled with hydrochloric acid was found in one of Glico's buildings. While this was shocking, what was most distressing was the note that came along with it. The note confirmed that these were the same people responsible for the kidnapping. Dun, dun. So they're lighting shit on fire. They're leaving random bottles of acid around like notes just hoping um, that somebody stumbles into it it's very strange um another month passes and then in may of 1984 a local a local osaka news agency and glico received letters claiming that cyanide laced packages of the company's candy would be released to the public and put on store shelves Ooh. the letters were signed the monster with 21 faces Many believe that this name was taken from a comic book series by mystery writer Ramp Itogawa. These books had a character known as the monster with 20 faces or the fiend with 20 faces. I've also seen the translation of the monster with 21 faces as um, the the mystery with 21 faces or the fiend with 21 faces. So there's, okay. there's some translation, but most places listed as the monster with 21 faces. Man. Um, so what happened next was what you would expect. I mean, if you can think back to like when the United States had that Tylenol mm. thing where Tylenol capsules were being or the containers were being messed with. and But people were dying in that case because it was cyanide and they were taking aspirin or Tylenol and then they were dying. So very much like that. It's just mass panic in Japan because they're like, this is candy. This is stuff that our the 80s kids were a eat. wild time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so mass panic, Glico pulled what was estimated to be $21 million worth of products from store shelves immediately. Um, this was a huge blow. And also their stock and sales took a plummet because obviously people stopped buying their product. Sure. Um, there was even a trend of like people bringing candy or whatever into work, but putting a note on it saying specifically that it was made by a different vendor. So don't worry about it. Oh, my gosh. Um, so they had to lay off like a thousand employees. It was it was a pretty Big deal. Um, but at this time, they didn't find any poison candies. So they didn't find anything laced with cyanide or whatever. It seemed that it was just like a threat. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't just actually do anything. Investigators tried in vain to solve the case, but had almost nothing to go on. Um, and at this point, the letters didn't stop. So many of the letters sent were directed at Japanese police, calling them stupid and incompetent. Um, and this person or group were so confident in the police's ineptitude that they even began to give out hints. So this is um, one of the letters, a snippet of one of the letters they sent to the stupid police. Are you idiots? If you were pros, you would catch us because you guys are at because you guys have such a high handicap, we're going to give you some hints. Should we also kidnap the head of the prefectural police? Um, in these letters, they claim that their vehicle was gray. They talked about the deli that they stopped at before <laughs> they broke into the Glico headquarters to drop off the bottle of acid. Um, <laughs> My God. You think that they it's would ridiculous. like, Glico would like tamp down on security or like. Right. Well, do, at this like point, stuff isn't cameras. happening there anymore. 
But like, still, they're, they're or, just talking about like the cars and them being able to get into the building to drop off the bottle. Ask, they said they walked right through the front gate. But like, yeah, th- like after they can, <laughs> after the CEO gets successfully like kidnapped yeah. from a company, yeah, yeah. you think mm-hmm. that the company would be like, mm-hmm. let's take some precautions because yeah, like this no, hasn't it's like been they're resolved. Just like, well, I guess that's over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the letters were consistent in their tone. Um, something interesting that I read was that the letters specifically had a specific slang that was from the area of Osaka that um, was more jovial. Like it was a slang that was used and it was to be like less professional and it had more of like a sarcastic joking tone. I guess like a lot of comedians in Japan come from that region and it's a very specific dialect. I don't know. So they knew that whoever these people were, they were from Osaka. Um, But that was basically the only thing that they knew. (laughs) They didn't know anything else, regardless of the hints that they were given. Um, There was a possible break in the case after Glico's products had been recalled. A man was caught on CCTV, seemingly placing something onto a store shelf. While this footage is considered evidence, there is literally nothing in the video to actually associate it with the case. (laughs) Like this, he's it's in the drive, his picture. Let's see. Um, But like. There's literally no, like, oh, nothing yeah. that ties okay. him. Yeah, there's just, like, a you can't really see. I'll try and share like, so Kate can see. Oh, you're going to share. Perfect. Thank yeah. you. Um, So there wasn't really any evidence except that he was being kind of sketchy. So locals and police began to call this person the videotaped man. Um, but he has never been identified or in any way formally connected to the person or group. Oh, I can add it. Yeah, that guy. Um, to the person or group um, that we're calling themselves. Yeah, like, I don't understand like the monster with 21 faces. Like, in his hand. Like, I don't know what, yeah. like, it looks like he's got some sort of produce in his and left like, hand. And, like, they checked. There was nothing there. He's well-dressed. He's wearing a suit and tie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People, I mean, maybe. Yeah, and he had a, a it's a base. you can't tell, but he's wearing a baseball cap with, like, a local Osaka baseball team. Like so the Kings or a something. suit and tie with a baseball cap? That yes. is suspicious. And I would add glasses. that to evidence, too. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, so then on June 26, 1984, still not born, Japan was <laughs> at the height of madness surrounding this case. And then something even more bizarre happened. Another letter was received claiming that the monster was done with Glico. Um, and the letter was addressed to our fans throughout Japan. Um, so this is what the letter said the president of Glico has already gone around with his head hanging down long enough we would like to forgive him Japan has gotten terrible hot and humid Um, and then this is kind of weird but they do talk about going other places because Japan is hot and humid now but they they also say in our group there's also a four year old kid every day he cries for Glico it's a drag to make a kid cry because he's deprived of the candy he loves <laughs> the police have done a good job. Hang in there and don't give up. And then, so when our work is done, we want to go to Europe, Geneva, Paris, London. We'll be in one of those places. Let's bring Pocky, the traveler's friend. Delicious Glico products. We're eating them too. See you. See you in January of next year. <laughs> what? Wow. The fudge. So obviously this was extremely weird. So weird. Um, The letter seemed to come out of nowhere after months and months of like pretty active harassment. Um, But in reality, the monster hadn't stopped at all. They had just begun targeting other food companies, including the Marudai Food Company. 
Um, ransom was demanded, but unlike Glico, Marudai was ready to comply, but with a catch. So on June 28, 1984, Marudai was set to make a delivery on the ransom. Instead of sending a company employee with the money, an undercover police officer was sent. While on the train to the drop-off location, the officer noticed a man that seemed like he was following the office. <coughs> officer. I keep I kept accidentally writing office for some reason. Um while on the train to the, he was being followed, basically. The officer said the man was larger, had short hair glasses, short hair glasses and eyes that resembled those of a fox. So I also have one in the drive that's the fox side man. It's oh a composite. God. I got to pull it It's a up. composite sketch of oh, um, yeah. the man that this officer saw. Okay. I see this guy. Let me. <laughs> I let see me. this guy. So I see sure. this guy. <laughs> Ooh. That's not it's what so I annoying because I have to add it to the stream every time. I know. I'm sorry. I should have just pulled it up. No, this is my fault. This is all my fault. Okay. So, <laughs> so this guy notices this weird guy tracking him, basically, and they call him the fox-eyed man. Um, <laughs> the officer was supposed to look for a white flag, which would dictate where the drop-off was supposed to be made, but the flag never appeared. The officer stayed on the train to the end of the route to Kyoto. He only stayed in Kyoto long enough to get a train back to Osaka, and the fox-eyed man also boarded that train. So he got off the train at the same time as the officer and then got back on a train going the opposite way Maybe. at the same time as the officer. I've done that yeah. before, but because I thought I was being followed. <laughs> right. At this point, the officer decided to get off the train in Takasuki, which was the midpoint between Osaka and Kyoto. At this point, the fox-eyed man also disembarked and then boarded a train heading back to Kyoto. At some point, the fox-eyed man lost sight of the officer and the officer began to tell him... But then the fox-eyed man managed to slip away. So there's a lot of like, little cat and mouse going on Ooh. here, but I don't know which one's the cat and I don't know which one's the mouse. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So I, after this, it, mm, I was just going to say, I would not, I mean, he looks like a businessman. Like he, he just looks like a, yeah, he just looks like a Japanese businessman to me. Yeah. Like maybe he was like on his way after work to like well but but i mean no that's those, weird yeah, that it's weird to he get got off, off at wrongs. kyoto and yeah. then got yeah, back off going the wrong way and then disembarked again following you like that's like but that's, he was following the officer how do but why would he get off the train if he was following the officer what if the officer is being no overly he didn't paranoid? get off the he didn't leave until like the very end when the officer lost sight of him but the officer disembarks and the fox-eyed man disembarks after him. The officer then gets mm. back on the train going back to where they came from. And the fox-eyed man gets back gets on back the train. On. The yeah. officer then decides to get off at the halfway point because he's like, this is weird. Fox-eyed man also gets off at the halfway point. Okay, I misunderstood. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then at some point, the fox-eyed man loses sight of the officer. And the officer train doesn't going... lose sight of him. So he right. tries to track him, but then he loses him. Okay. New theory. And it's all pointless because we get nothing from it. The fox-eyed man <laughs> thinks the officer is a treat and snack. He wants, Maybe. To, wants to ask him out. He's working up the nerve. The, the <laughs> Oh, I was going to say the fox-eyed man is a snack, but you're saying the officer is a snack. Yeah, I think the fox-eyed man <laughs> thinks that the officer is a snack. We don't have a picture of the officer, do we? Then we could make a no, real judgment. I no, I don't believe so. <laughs> 
But every picture I've seen of Japanese officers researching this, they're pretty attractive. Yeah, so no, I'm just going to go with yeah. them being cuties. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we all maybe have a thing. I mean, uh, maybe I shouldn't speak for everybody else, but like for a man in uniform or oh, a yeah. woman in uniform. Well, a definitely not. In American police officer? No. 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 A cab. No, Get but the fuck like out forbidden, like, like, a, like a man in a priest uniform. Or- okay, Amy, that's... <laughs> <laughs> right. Only if they happen to be also a hot actor. Yeah, I mean that. But that's that's a Gabriel f- Byrne in a priest outfit. Yeah. Yes, you and McGregor, yeah. McGregor in a priest outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so after this incident, other companies would be targeted, targeted, including um, Fujia and House Foods. And the police still had no idea who this person or group were. Like at this point, they don't even know if it's one person or if it's an entire organization. They know or if it's nothing. like copycats or something. Like right. The only, I mean, you can kind of think, okay, it's probably a group because they use the plural whenever they talk about themselves. Mm, I use the plural. But I mean, maybe it's the royal we. Maybe it's like the proverbial mm-hmm. yeah. we. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we the people. Um, So one company in particular would then be targeted and would suffer what is arguably the worst attack in the whole case. And this is the second part of the case name. This is the Morinaga company. So the case is the Glico Morinaga case, um, which was also a purveyor of Japanese sweets. They actually make haichu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're like Starburst, but not because they're haichu. This logo is kind of creepy. That's the logo. It's creepy as fuck. Yeah. It's like a, um, like a, a dead baby. Like with angel yeah. angel. It's like an angel baby. Yeah, it's like an a angel. cherub. Mm-hmm. But well, I don't in know blood what Morinaga red. means. What does it mean? But yeah, and it's red. I don't know. But anyways, this would happen in early October 1984. The person or group sent a letter to the media. This letter was addressed to all the mothers in Japan. Ugh. Yeah. The letter stated, to moms throughout Japan, in autumn, when appetites are strong, sweets are really delicious. When you think sweets, no matter what you say, it's Morinaga. We've added some special flavor. The flavor of potassium cyanide is a little bitter. It won't cause tooth decay, so buy the sweets for your kids. We've attached a notice on these bitter sweets that they contain poison. We've put 20 boxes in stores from Hakata to Tokyo. Jeez, that's terrifying. So this, of course, once again, causes mass panic. Mm-hmm. Um, but the monster had fibbed before. I mean, we mm-hmm. talked about it before. They said that they had planted stuff for Glico and Glico. I mean, they pulled everything from the shelves and never found anything. Um, so the police are thinking maybe not. Morinaga's thinking maybe not. But of course, the public is like losing their fucking minds because this is directly um going after like kids yeah like, specifically yeah that's terrifying um so was this just another bluff so oh yeah that's the the book that they think that the perpetrators based their oh, name okay. on okay it's like a detective comic mm-hmm. um so morinaga immediately recalled all of their products from store shelves Several were found to have additional labels on them saying danger contains poison. If you eat this, you will die. Oh, my God. The products were tested and were found to contain poison. Oh, Oh my God. As a response to this, 40,000 police officers, which was 20 percent of Japan's entire force, were stationed to watch over convenience stores and supermarkets across Japan in hopes of catching the person or group. This like everything else the police had done so far, Did resulted nothing. in nothing. Oh, my God. 
So now in February of 1985, more poison lace products were found on store shelves. It was around this time that police had found a prime suspect in the case. Manabu Miyazaki bore a striking resemblance to the fox-eyed man from the train. Miyazaki claimed to have ties to local Yakuza. Unfortunately, this also led nowhere. Miyazaki denied he was the monster and even had alibis that made some of the crimes impossible for him to have committed. So it was just like a usual suspect kind of thing. Right. But I mean, if we're thinking it's a group, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any member of that group could have alibis. Mm -hmm. But I assume that it's like, oh, he was out of the country or whatever. So he couldn't have even arranged this or what have you. In August of 1985, the Japanese public had become furious with law enforcement over the lack of movement in the case. Now, this is the only part of the story that's really rough. Um, So this led to Shoji... Yamamoto, the head of the Shinga Prefecture Police, to set himself on fire from shame and later die from his injuries. A few days after Yamamoto's death, the monster once again sent a letter to the media. Yamamoto of Shiga Prefecture Police died. How stupid of him. We've got no friends or secret hiding in place in Shiga. It's Yoshino or Shikata who should have died. Police officers. What have they been doing for as long as one year and five months? Don't let bad guys like us get away with it. There are many more fools who want to copy us. No career Yamamoto died like a man. So we decided to give our condolences. We decided to forget about torturing food making companies. If anyone blackmails any of the food making companies, it's not us, but someone copying us. We are bad guys. That means we've got more to do other than bullying companies. And this would be the end of the monster's terrors um, as this person or group did not strike again. What? What? Yeah. So it just ended. So the case makes no sense. Um, The person or group didn't seem to want to actually hurt anyone or actually get any money. None of their ransom schemes paid off. They never collected a dime. Um, And they had ample opportunity to actually collect from some of the smaller companies, and they just never did. They labeled the tainted candy. Right, 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 right. Saying this has poison. If you eat it, you'll die. Um, Like I said, they would demand huge amounts of cash and then fail to turn up to collect it. Um, They were very lax in their kidnapping. Like, no one was harmed. They made sure he was comfortable and warm and then essentially just let him walk out. It's like, And then they just stopped after the suicide. It's like it was perform- all performative. And then. Yeah. yeah. So there are a few theories. Of course, there's theories about disgruntled employees from Glico or Morinaga mm-hmm. or something like a Japanese communist group or likewise far right or far left political groups. There was mention of some Korean um, communist party like groups that they thought might be responsible. Mm. But most see this purely as a way to embarrass the police. Mm, yeah. um, all of their letters seem to specifically outline the incompetence of Japanese police. <laughs> all told, the police investigated 125,000 people and followed up on 28,300 public tips, but nothing illuminating was found and everyone's alibis checked out. My word. In 1995, the statute of limitations ran out on Izaki's kidnapping. In 2000, it expired on the poisoned candy case. So as Michael Newton notes in the Encyclopedia of Unsolved Crimes, even if identified today, the monster with 21 faces and his various accomplices would not be charged or tried. I feel like there should be no statute of, of 
yeah. whatever that phrase is on <laughs> kidnapping. I've had right. too much to Yeah, kidnapping. That's a, I, I'm going to guess because no one was hurt that right. the laws are a bit different. Mm-hmm. I think if you hurt someone. But I mean, this is also Japanese law. I have yeah. no idea. But then, yeah, no one ever heard from them again. And I kind of like have this. That was it. Picture in my mind now of Japanese police like acting throughout this case like the like the police in like black and white movies where they're just like it's like hijinks <laughs> and they're like walking into it's like yeah. do, 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 it's do, whenever yeah. yeah no it's whenever you watch a horror movie um <clears throat> whenever we watch oh i was just seeing your guys's little chats i couldn't see them before because my notes were up um it's like when you watch a horror movie and there are cops stationed outside somewhere and they're spo- and then there's like dopey music playing because they're incompetent and mm-hmm. don't notice that like people are being murdered in right. the house that they're sitting right. outside of. Right. Like, right, 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 right. Yeah, it's basically that. But I mean, they really didn't have anything to go on. Like, yeah, I mean, we never caught who I right. We never caught who poisoned the Tylenol. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. Think in the United States, I don't think we did. Yeah, I don't think we did. If you don't know about the poison Tylenol case, go look that shit up because that is terrifying. This could also happen in the 80s. People died. Like the 80s? Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Like what was going on other than Reagan where like people were just like, I'm going to, I'm going to like tamper with medicine and I'm going to like people were like worried about like devil worship. People like it was like. Well, yeah, there was satanic panic. I did read a little bit about that. (sighs) How there was this like kind of underlying fear of others fear yeah. of stuff you don't understand fear of strangers fear yeah, of stranger like, danger yeah that but yeah. the school taught my kid about stranger danger this week which is great which uh, yeah but that is it's hard it's a it's a fine line between making sure that your kids aren't stupid but also making sure that you don't make your kids scared of everybody right, right. yeah and then yeah because you don't want your kids to think every person they meet is probably like a pedophile or something that's going to kidnap you like that's not healthy right not healthy <laughs> but i mean like the stories about poison halloween candy and razor blades all that stuff came out from the 80s too yeah. right and none of that stuff was ever proven to be true. And none stuff- of that happened. The only instances of that happening was family members doing it to kids. Right. Not exactly. trick-or-treating. But the Tylenol thing did happen. Like, people died just because, like, oh, I have a headache. I'm going to take some Tylenol. And then they were dead. Yeah. So if you don't know about that, go look it up. <laughs> so that's all I got. That's wild. Kate, do you have a fun <laughs> recipe for us uh, this episode from uh, Betty Crocker's box? Betty... Betty, she's such a good girl. Um, <laughs> so it sounded really vulgar. It really did. <laughs> Betty's like, Betty such is a not good a good girl. <laughs> yeah, she's really not. She's not a good girl. Um, so for any of any of our uh, listeners who don't know, every week, uh, every episode, we um, I do the same thing every time. Yeah, um, maybe we just need to do this weekly, and then would be sign. right. But. Also, I don't think you need to tell them. Like I already said, Betty Crocker's box. So I don't feel like you have to explain. Fine, it's a I'm recipe not gonna, box. I'm not going to explain. Go if, if anybody to our episodes, doesn't God. know what we're talking about, leave us a note and get uh, with it. Yeah, no, and then I'll listen be, to our entire discography. <laughs> I'll be proven right that I should say it every time. But um, listen from the newest to the oldest because. Our audio will be good and you'll get to like us. So then when our audio is shit in the older episodes, It'd you still won't care. be OK. Yeah. yeah. And the older ones, we were actually really together funny. and, and they're really wasted. 
<laughs> okay. So this this episode um, from the international favorites category, uh, we have sukiyaki. Now, <clears throat> I am not 100% sure that sukiyaki is Japanese and not Chinese. Okay. And I apologize in advance for that. But I remember as a kid, my grandmother... Um, making a thing and she called it sukiyaki and so when i found this i was like oh that i remember that and that's not this is not what we had so it's one of those things it's japanese it's a popular japanese hot pot dish yeah okay well that's perfect because that's exactly yeah. what this that this right here looks there's a song called sukiyaki too delicious <laughs> um so other than the fact that it's that it is uh, beef, so this is you're you're taking um, sirloin, and then some cooking oil, uh, beef broth, star. Use our beef broth bouillon on here, right? Um, it's got sugar, it's got soy sauce. Um, you've got mushrooms, green onions, um, celery stalks, bamboo shoots. Uh, spinach. I think in this picture there's also tofu. Uh, I think that these little blocks are tofu, but it doesn't say tofu mm. on the back here. Um, sure. <clears throat> so it says cut tenderloin into strips about a quarter of an inch, inch thick, and um, you're going to like kind of saute them in the in a skillet, um, and then you throw in the bouillon, sugar, soy sauce, mushrooms, onions, bamboo shoots, throw the whole thing in together and you're just it's kind of like a almost like a walk situation i think you're just yeah. kind of like um and then you're cooking it all up together um and then you're serving it over steamed rice and it actually looks really delicious it looks like a good yeah, that does look good a good bunch of stuff that you kind of yeah put together. i and mean i don't like how the meat looks in any of these <laughs> yeah i mean but... like this is definitely like just little strips like little i think this is almost like shaved steak sort of yeah like like when you cut like flank steak for exactly um like stroganoff or what have you yeah 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 because i think the goal is for everything to cook pretty quick um right and then yeah you've got just kind of like a bouillon um sort of sauce in the bottom and you're you're just kind of eating and that looks delicious munching yeah, Having snacking a on it. Sukiyaki party. Using your chopsticks. Sukiyaki party. Name of our new band. Ooh, Sukiyaki party. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, can you guys eat with chopsticks? No. I I can. I'm not very good at it, but like when I have my like instant ramen, I always eat it with chopsticks to try and get better. That's a good. So like I can do it, but it's not effort. You know, it's not like when you see someone who really knows how to eat with chopsticks. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. It's a little clumsy, but I can I can do it. I, I cannot. Can, I can barely eat with a fork. So. <laughs> That's not true. My, my husband uh, spent some time as a youth in the Japan. You? Yeah. And so he absolutely can, like, he uses chopsticks and, like, makes wait, me feel. Wait, wait, wait. What? Kate, what? Your husband lived in Japan? He <laughs> did. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, I had no idea. Oh my I God. actually had no idea. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does he, um, is that one of the things he mentions a lot and I just have tuned him out? It, 
he. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's a joke. At this point, at this point, I have made it such a joke that he doesn't have to specifically say no. Right. Oh, I I lived in Japan for a while, but he'll mention something mm-hmm. when he was in Japan, and I'll go. Oh my mm-hmm. god! Did you? Did you? Did you just live in Japan? <laughs> really? Is that a thing? Because <laughs> it's just one of those things that it is an interesting thing. So when you're talking to new people, yeah, it, right, it, it comes, comes up. up. So I have heard him say that a lot. <laughs> so now I just it's definitely, every time. It's definitely. I'm a sure staple. he's really fucking sick of it. <laughs> it's definitely. It's definitely a, a staple on their on their on their little care. channel too. It's cute. They talk about it a lot. It's so. cute. It's cute. Cute. Wasn't he um, like three? It was like I yeah he was it was I think five to five to eight or five to seven it was okay, like three those are formative years. years it was three that's, years yeah that's oh, no, what I it was it is one hundred percent why he is the person that he is today like it is absolutely <laughs> molded who he well yeah no it's great because you guys are learning Japan so that when we go mm-hmm. we have translators and we don't have to worry about it yeah when I yeah. say we I mean my husband and I we yeah. don't have to do anything no nope. they can just. Translate everything for us. It'll be great. Only circumstance under which I will go to Japan is if you oh, have yeah, no, a personal have translator. We have a translator. I have yeah. some very specific needs, too. Like, I just can't. Even if, like, people, oh, people speak English everywhere. And it's like, but it's I don't. It's not fair. That's not. I don't want to be that person. No, I need to or make sure. at minimum, I want to be the person that has someone that can speak Japanese. Well, right. But even <laughs> even if you, like, even if you're not fluent, which I will 100% not be. Like, I want to be able to be get by. polite and say, yes. you know. Be able to make ask a where little the bathroom bit of an effort. Is. Yes, that's important. Where the train station is. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. very yeah. cool. That, so, that's that's one that like usually the, the recipes you pick out of the box are questionable. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think but I, that I try to seems... find questionable ones, but this actually looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think because they just took a ethnic dish and then literally just were like, hey, hey look at our it. recipe. Yeah. Look at our <laughs> recipe that we have. And it's ours because we tell you to use Betty Crocker beef bouillon, bouillon and yeah. we discovered it <laughs> yeah exactly oh exactly. my god i just discovered this new cuisine i mean it is international favorites so they right. they no, specifically sure. said just like lasagna um mm. that it's Those ethnic dishes <sighs> yeah <laughs> you know italians oh man oh man so ethnic yep well, that was that's fun. Yeah, that was fun awesome. It was, See, I said it's not that bad. There is one death. Yeah, that, and that's a terrible way to go. It is self-immolation. Not I can't good. even imagine no. feeling that much shame over a case like this. Over a case where no one died. There has to be like a happy medium between like America's police forces version of shame. And Japanese police well, forces American version police of force shame. have zero shame. That's what I'm saying. Right. There's got to yeah. be a Difference. happy yeah. middle ground where we don't just set a healthy amount of shame. Right. But we're like, yeah. oh, that's a bad. That's we a bad thing. We need to change this. We need to change. This is wrong. This is bad choices. Yeah. Right. Let's not do this. Yeah. I'm sure there's a country out there that has a has a, a happy medium. Maybe Switzerland. You know, I, I don't know. I hear that their prisons are pretty bad. Yeah. I, I, yeah. We're watching, uh, end of the episode, sidebar, we're watching this documentary on HBO Max. Oh, no. It takes place oh, in no. Sweden mm-hmm. and involves a weird religious, like, 
cult that kind of situation. sounds like something I'd be interested in. Where cool. the leader of it is the the bride of Christ. Yeah. The whole thing is that she will oh. marry. Does does her Christ. hair stand up and does it have like lightning bolts? No, she just has brown hair. She just looks like a regular person because okay. she's a regular person. Okay, so it's not she thinks that she's super important and she's not. But it's like a murder mystery. This guy's wife got killed and there's an attempted murder of the neighbor. <sighs> and then it's like a whole weird thing with anonymous text messages telling this poor girl that she needs to like eliminate these people. And it's like a whole thing. Oh, wow. And I can't remember what it's called now. Hmm. I'll have to look. So that's not helpful. I'll just look up Jesus so Cult. Jesus, Jesus Cult HBO. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, um, it's pen- Penta- Pentecostal. Oh, okay. It's the actual like religion, but they yeah. like are their own yeah. um, congregation that all live in the same neighborhood. Like their congregation is a specific area in the city. It's very weird. In Nootby. It's bizarre. A-N-U-T-B-Y. Nootby. <laughs> but anyways, I don't remember what it's called, so I'm glad I brought it up. All right. Good job. Will, Nobody can go watch it. it. <laughs> um, oh, I'm supposed to like say stuff at the end of the episode. Oh, huh? are we? So mm. What do we do now? I, we're all off our groove. It was nice, though. Thank you, ladies, for taking the bulk of the research this episode. It was lovely to just sit and enjoy and listen. Yeah, no, thank you. It was nice to be able to, like, do something completely, like, different than what we normally do. Not that I don't. I mean, obviously, we couldn't do this all the time because I don't think people really tune into food history to hear about true crime cases I but mean, it's fun when we get to do one yeah there there's there was pocky so there was definitely a food connection yeah, no, they were they yeah. were all food companies yeah, yeah. pocky haichu counts yeah it does so mm-hmm. very and it was cool. tainted I food. A lot. but yeah so that was fun so i, I like that a lot cool Anyways, thank you you everyone for listening uh uh don't forget we're streaming on twitch now Oh, yeah. Um, yes. So check that out. Twitch.tv slash When Melissa says we, she's using the royal we. Well, you guys will be on there at some point. Yes, at some point. But right now. I'm just getting it off the ground. That's I all. I love it. And then y'all all come in and it'll yeah. be <laughs> skyrocket. It'll be totally. crazy. Boom. Um, I appreciate the so sound yeah, effects. I- <laughs> Again, thank you everyone for listening. I always say that this at least twice, if not three times, uh, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. So, bye, bye, sayonara. <laughs> That's cute, Kate. You cute. Thank you for listening to Drunk Dish. For recipes and more, please visit drunkdish.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Music. You can also follow us on Twitter at Drunk Dish Pod and Instagram at Drunk Dish. And again, thanks for listening.